of the United States government. A rebellion is brewing, and there's only one man brave enough, articulate enough, and desperate enough to get control. Yes, Kevin McCarthy is Ernest P. Worrell. In Ernest Goes to Congress. Why are you such a screw-up? I'm your fat kind of guy. It's a non-stop thrill ride as Ernest seeks to charm Lauren Bulbert. I come from a long line of bon vivants. We're known for our charm, wit, and sparkling dinner conversation. I have been working every day to unify the Republican Party for the American people. And yesterday, we had a deal that was not a selfish deal in any way. And Matt Gates. I just know I can win him over. We'll have that little talk around the old water cooler about team sports and transmission, jock itch, things that just guys talk about. Know what I mean? It's a fun-filled, democracy-killing, fascist-fueled fun fest for the entire family. This spring, Ernest goes to Congress. Good to see you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy, happy New 2000, Year. Happy 2023. Yeah. Now, you know, I uh, because I don't write checks. Does anybody write a check anymore? No, I, I don't. don't. Yeah, I don't. But uh, that was the only way I was able to remember the date was because I used to write checks. But I don't do it anymore. Um, yeah. It's You don't even have to deposit them. They You can take a picture of them on your phone and the bank just takes yeah. over. It's terrific. It is incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, so uh, we, we've been kind of like uh, we had a little sketch there beforehand. I like to. Ah, uh, yes, the, very funny. Yes, yeah, I that, like that. That was, that was a bit of fun there. Uh, I've had a good time watching that. Fifteen, I, I don't know, but, fifteen rounds of voting. Yeah, fifteen. There's no never been more than one. How many for a speaker? How, and how many times done. can people tell you that you suck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. 15 times. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, I said, did you see that square off with Matt Gates? You know, and this guy was sitting there going, I want to punch him. And for the first time in years, I kind of sympathized with a Republican. <laughs> I just went, yeah, I see your point, man. He's an insufferable. Yeah, Republicans are, uh, <laughs> can actually turn over a new leaf and turn over a new person. Yeah, and, and Blobert's still there. I thought she would have been 
Oh, when do they swear the new Congress in? Bobert, uh, Bobert's, uh, no, I, evidently, I think they're all sworn in now. Even the guy who we're not sure who he is. But I thought <laughs> Lauren Bobert lost. No. Oh. She won narrow margin. Must narrow be very margin. narrow. Okay. So she's so still she there had, along this yeah. trailer park green. Hey, everybody, thanks for, uh, this is our show. What number show is this? Oh, guess. You actually know because you put I it on the top of the page. I, it's number 300 number 300 it's, yeah it's yeah 300 we're not taking the hint ccc <laughs> it's ccc in roman numerals ccc 300 podcasts ladies and gentlemen yeah. i think we deserve a little round of applause from the kids that we tortured come on, here wake the them up wake them up come on kids 300 Absolutely. Oh, it's fantastic. We're, we're very happy about that. Hey, listen, I wanted to start off the show about uh, something I just saw last night. It really got me upset there, Andy. Something got you upset? Yeah, no, I was sitting there alone. In is, my, your, my, is your dander up? My dander, dander is, up? my dander is up. My yeah. dander is a wreck. Somebody got your goat? Is Someone's your goat got up? my goat. And, and this, your dander, yeah. And, we need some plain speaking to you Yanks out there because I know this is going to evidently yeah. Uh, some security guys over at, uh, you know, with Biden, you know, and he's got a staff the size of, you know, he's the president. For fuck's sake. Yeah. And evidently a bunch of these guys went to the University of Pennsylvania where he had his office when he was vice president for eight years. Right. And they they went into a safe and yeah. evidently there were three classified documents, at which point the legal guys took it to the National Archives and said, here we are in error. There they are. And the archive said, thank you very much. And that's all that happened. But evidently, Fox News is running around going, well, you see? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the point is, is like, they're allowed to take some of them. And if the archives didn't ask for them back. No, but he, the thing is, big, you know, it's like he didn't, you know, he stored them in a safe in an yeah. office where he would have, you know, read them. <laughs> He didn't. He didn't store him in a fucking box next to his gym socks and old roller skates in the fucking oh, in the basement, basement yeah. of a goddamn <laughs> restaurant, so he could show it off to people. Yeah, that's me. Look at that top <laughs> secret. I'm important. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. There's no difference. And I swear to God, the media, CNN, came out with this, and it's been all over CNN. Hey, you know what? Fuck CNN. I know what you guys are up to. It's both sides, Randy. They have to have both sides because it's all a show. So you have to resurrect the Republican Party to be part of that show. The Republican Party will not be allowed to die by the media. They, they should be. The Republicans, they should go to hell. And the yes, Whigs, I know that, the Whigs, the Whigs should come back. Yeah, but you see, it's not going to happen because it's the, the Whigs. It's yeah, I, I know what the Whigs are, but you know, I tell you something. It's it's the whole thing. No, it's it's all a show, Randy. It's just a show, you know. You need you need bad cop and good cop, and Republican Party's bad cop or good cop. You need you see, it's a bicameral system, so you only have two characters in this fucking dumb show that the media needs to keep people watching. So uh, they're not going to allow the Republican Party to die. They're not going to Republican Party, but the, but the fact that CNN is sitting there going, well, you know, it's both sides do it, and it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Both, what? 
the, the Democrats didn't stage a fucking coup. <laughs> I didn't store their fucking top secret NORAD plans in the basement and, and, and lie to keep them or show them the Russians in the fucking Oval Office. Fuck! This is Anderson Cooper. You know what I'm telling you. Both sides do it. <laughs> Fuck you, Anderson. God, you pussy. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway. Yeah, but I, honestly, that, that, it's not like Biden had a U-Haul truck. No, no. Pull up to the White House and take paintings and statues and everything, as well as all the, these boxes full of documents. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. You it's know, two yeah. files, two Seriously. files in a locked safe. And yeah. I don't even know that Biden has access to them. I think that, you know, like so there's a safe in a university next to a desk where a guy reads. Then you have like one of those places, <laughs> you know, there are hockey sticks. <laughs> it's just like, you know, old, old exercise equipment. You got to believe that in yeah. Trump's basement, there's a lot of old fucking exercise equipment. That's, that's never, never been, been used. Mint never been fucking used. Mint condition, yeah. That guy has a garage sale. He's going to be able to sell, you know, make billions of dollars, you know, selling. Hey, here's my runner thing. I didn't use that. Yeah. Here's my little thing. I didn't yeah. use that. Anyway, folks, uh, it is our 300th show, ladies and gentlemen. 300. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the news. Yeah. Hey, and our and the fix, fix it, it in post, post orchestra. orchestra. Yeah, oh. they're there, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, yeah. Okay, folks. Dateline, Washington D.C. Uh, you saw what happened while while we thought while we weren't on. Huh? Republican Kevin McCarthy was elected Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives early on Sunday. You remember uh, Ernest goes to Ernest goes to Congress. <laughs> <laughs> that one. After making extensive uh, concessions to hardliners, the 57-year-old Californian, who's probably about three years older now, suffered one final humiliation when Representative Matt Gates withheld his vote on the 14th ballot as midnight approached. McCarthy was finally given the vote when Gates was given further authority to cut spending and a set of partially nude glamour shots of Brooke Shields along with a box of Kleenex. <laughs> Off you go to the toilet. Oh, well, a couple of underage snaps. Oh, your cookies. For... <laughs> oh, Kevin. Come Got on, a few, Kevin. A few underage snaps there from Matt. Other concessions included a one-vote impeachment margin and the approval of any compromises made with Democrats. They also got a red truck. 23 Happy Meals and a large bucket of fried chicken served to them by the Southern California Gay Men's Glee Club and Chorus. When asked about the chicken, Getz said, truthfully, we were just fucking with him. <laughs> it was either that or a blowjob. Getz also defined their philosophical differences with the opposing party. Uh, we don't we don't want clean debt ceilings to go all go through and just keep on paying the bill without some counteracting effort to control the mad spending when Democrats control the White House and the Senate. When a reporter brought attention to the fact that the only balanced budget in the last 30 years happened when, I don't know, Democrats controlled the White House and the Senate, Mr. Gates, Gates looks puzzled and he said, are those the facts? I mean, is that stuff true? Oh, that's kind of that kind of gotcha journalism oh. that makes me want to bludgeon you with a casserole dish. Oh, anyway, facts, pesky facts, pesky facts. Uh, later, ladies and gentlemen, Dateline, Washington D.C. or thereabouts. 
Brazilian prosecutors to resume criminal case against the mysterious George Santos. Can I have some mysterious mysterious sting music music or something? (laughs) George Santos. Yeah, something with a theremin, you know. I understand his real name is Carlos Danger. Um, Carlos Danger. Uh, (laughs) Law enforcement officials in Brazil. Plan to resume a, resume a criminal case against Representative-elect Republican George Santos. The New York Times first reported an Axios confirmed on Monday evening. Santos had previously denied criminal involvement in Brazil or, you know, any jurisdiction in the anywhere, world. Anywhere, anywhere would do, yeah. <laughs> Venus, of course, we're not sure of, but any, anything on this earth? He's not wanted. Uh, A spokesman for the Rio de Janeiro prosecutor's office told the Times that an investigation into Santos' alleged use of a stolen checkbook to purchase nearly $700 worth of items under a false name in 2008 was suspended because they didn't know where he was. Now, since Santos has been elected to the House and will have a known address, Brazilian prosecutors plan to resume the case against him, according to an emailed statement from the public prosecutor's office (laughs) in Rio de Janeiro. Curiosity about Santos was broadened the other day when investigators at the Washington Post asked the question, how can a broke guy with not even $5,000 to his name stealing money from his roommate's checkbook suddenly loaned his congressional campaign close to $700,000. When asked where he got the money, Santos responded, I, uh, I got it from my grandmother. No, 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 no. I found it. No, no, that's not it. I know. I made the money in Vegas. Yeah. When I was, yeah, when I was working as a backup singer for Dolly Parton. Yeah. Yeah. And I oh, went wow. by the name of Eleanor Roosevelt. That's right. <laughs> Other members of his party seem to recall him seeing him at the 2018 All-Star Game in attendance in the audience of the Ellen DeGeneres show. And of course, on the grassy knoll in Dealey Plaza in 63. <laughs> Miss Roosevelt, a.k.a. George Santos's current location is unknown. Uh, I caught this in one of those uh, lifestyle things that I get occasionally on the internets that make me increase your size. Yeah. Increase your size, get a diet, 10 (laughs) best films starring Tom Hanks. (laughs) Here's one I got. This is the best way to support a stressed out person. According to research. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'll go with that. When a colleague comes to you, super stress about a looming deadline or a friend vents about a, you know, a conflict at home or, is your first reaction to minimize the problem and say something? Oh, it's not so bad as you think. Yeah. If so, research out of Penn State suggests that you might want to rethink your strategy. So there. <laughs> A poll of 475 adults varying in age have come to the conclusion that the best way to interact with someone who someone else's stress I- include simply smacking them on the head and reminding them that they live in the first world and are amongst the luckiest people on earth. And if they can't make it here, they should literally hang it up now because you don't want to carry their stressed out carcass around the countryside once the zombie apocalypse happens. Now shut your fucking mouth, you whiny little maggot. In other news... (laughs) No, that's just just me. I was angry. (laughs) I love it. I love the whiny little maggots. 
you know, there's one word I have to equalize yourself. If you're feeling terrible about your life, yeah. I have one word. One word will clear that up. Ukraine. Okay. Ukraine yeah. is French for shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just shut the fuck up, man. I can't get coverage. The train is late. Ukraine, shut the fuck up. Um, this is an interesting thing that is actually quite serious. So I'm going to switch gears here. Um, uh, this news really got me. This is from Mother Jones. Mm-hmm. Those good people at Mama Jones. And they did a little bit of a, a investigative report. Corporate America condemned the January 6th rioters because, you know, they were fascists and they were trying to overthrow the government. Then they went right back to it funding election deniers. No shit. Fascism doesn't care whether it's fascism or anything else. It, it doesn't bother business at all. No. Two, two years later, this is I'm just going to read from the article here. Uh, two years later, it's business as usual for many of the companies that vowed to suspend donations to the Stop the Steelers. Now, as you know, there's 118 people in Congress that are literally treasonous. Yeah. And they're treasonous, man. You know, I mean, they 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 literally voted not to ratify the legitimate election results of the United States. And some of which cooperated with the White House to run phony delegates delegates in a fraud. And in the days after the insurrection, dozens of companies told a group called Popular Information and other outlets that they were pausing or reconsidering their political donations. Hallmark, which had donated to Senator Josh Hawley, wave my fist, hey, wait a minute, they're coming to kill me. Hey, I better dash out this door. Hawley. Run, run, run. Yeah, run. yeah. In the past, singled them out by name in its statement condemning the attack. Big-pocketed corporations such as Pfizer, Eli Lilly, Comcast, Price Waterhouse Coopers, and AT&T promised to suspend all contributions to members of Congress who voted against certifying the results either temporarily or for the entire 2022 cycle. That's what they said. But not only did each of those six six companies eventually turn the spigot back on, they all ended up writing checks to help reelect Representative Mike Kelly, Republican, Pennsylvania, a leading opponent of certification whose chief of staff attempted to distribute, distribute a fake slate of electors on the day of the insurrection. The guy committed fraud, and that's okay with Comcast, Eli Lilly. It's all the same, man. It's all the same. Kelly, yeah. a mem- Kelly, a member of the powerful House and Ways, uh, House Ways and Means Committee from a heavily Republican district, was a major recipient of corporate cash. Now, this is after they tried to overthrow the U.S. government. Other contributors included PACs belonging to Intel and Verizon. You know those guys who run your television, Aflac. You know that insurance kind of Johnson and Johnson, FedEx. And the spirits producing company, Zarzarak Company, Lisa Malloy, an Intel spokesman and corporate suit, <laughs> stood up there and tried to explain away her support for, I don't know, fascists, <laughs> and said in a statement that the company's PAC continuously evaluates its contributions to ensure that they align with our policies and priorities. And that has implemented an additional due diligence process over the last year as Intel resumed contributions that were previously halted. 
AKA fuck you. We like Nazis. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And who buys most of Viagra? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for that (laughs) shit. Eva Braun. If that really is your name. (laughs) But for many large companies and trade organizations, there was no return to normal. Because they never changed their tune in the first place. Hey, you know what I like? Some Budweiser. Well, not anymore. Anheuser-Busch gave $139,500 to election-denying members of Congress during the 2022 cycle. Yeah, that's Bud's for you. Yeah, this one's for you, Bud. You've tried to topple the longest surviving democracy in the free world. Now it's Budweiser time. Yeah, God. (laughs) Among the dozens of recipients, Representative Billy Long, Republican, Missouri, who tweeted the election was rigged for Biden in the run up to the January 6th and afterwards shared misinformation alleging that Antifa thugs were responsible for the riot. (laughs) No, I love the the tourist story is the best. Still still the best. They were just tourists. Pay no attention to those Trump flags. That has nothing to do with that. Tifa terrorists did it. Airlines were major supporters of the Stop the Steal candidates. Delta Airlines, or as I like to refer to it in the East Coast as Luftwaffe Air, gave $225,000 to election-denying members of Congress, according to ProPublica's searchable database. Southwest Airlines, you know the guys that fucked you up? The guys that left you on that fucking disease-ridden floor in New York? Well, that's uh, Southwest Airlines. Their Freedom Fund gave 39500 to election-rejecting candidates, including Republican Texas Pete Sessions, who tweeted on January 3rd that he just met with folks from Stop the Steal at our nation's capital and yeah. encouraged them to keep fighting and kill some more cops. That's the kind of thing I want. American Airlines, which told popular information that it was pausing all political contributions for three months, eventually funneled $165,000 to dozens of Republicans who voted not to certify the election results, including Representative Scott Perry from Pennsylvania, who asked Trump for a pardon after helping to organize congressional organization opposition to his certification. He asked to pay for a pardon because what he was doing was illegal. But that is okay with American Airlines. <laughs> Fuck it. I love American Airlines. God bless them. Huh? Uh, to round it out, I'll just, just hear some other ones. Toyota gave $172,000 to 59 elected officials that voted to reject the election results. One of the members it supported was Representative Andy Biggs, a Republican of Arizona, who floated the idea of having state legislatures invalidate the election results in their states in a text message to then White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. Contributions to elections rejecting politicians flowed in from the world of professional sports. Say it ain't so. Major League Baseball gave $7,000 to two members who voted to throw out the election results. Steve Scalise and Virginia Fox and another $15,000 to the Republican National Committee. National Football League's Gridiron Pack was far more generous donating $72,500 to 28 members of Congress who are about as brain damaged as the people who work for them. Oh, I'm sorry, who said that? Um, Recipients include Kevin McCarthy, Jim Jordan, 
Yeah, oh yeah. Who said before January 6th, I don't know how you can ever convince me that Donald Trump isn't actually president of the United States. Um, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I I love treason, uh corporate treason. And it's it's about time that we start remembering, okay, that this was a coup. This yeah. wasn't just a bunch of fucking tourists. It wasn't Antifa. It was a coup. It was planned not in January. It was planned in December. It was set up way before that. And by the way, did you hear, of course, in Brazil that uh, what's that? What's the guy's name? God knows we love him here. Uh, um, uh, the seedy looking guy. Oh, God. Breitbart. He's, he used to be in favor of Breitbart. I can't remember his name and it's going to be. He's gone down to Brazil, right? Yeah. Uh, and he was held in contempt uh, for not testifying. Former chief of staff. You know what I'm talking about. Jeez, my, I'm getting a brain block. I'm old. Uh, you, know, you know, the CD guy looks like a unemployed. Yeah, like he has a skin. Steve condition. Bannon. Yeah. Bannon. Yeah. 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 So evidently, uh, Steve Bannon, you know what he's been up to? He's been taking he's been taking uh, trips down to Brazil and showing them how they did it there. <laughs> And that's that's why you had what happened in Brazil, because Steve Bannon is actually marketing uh, uh, fascist overthrows as a franchise. Yeah. <laughs> the McDonald's. Yeah. The McDonald's of franchise overflowing. Yeah. Oh, it didn't man. work in Arizona, though. Uh, what's that? It did not work in Arizona. It didn't work in Arizona. That's true, but it 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 and it didn't and it didn't Although work. Although has Brazil. she has she has she acquiesced yet? What Lauren? Oh, who gives a shit? Yeah, who gives a shit? In Brazil, you know, they didn't do it at the right time because they already certified the election and and sworn them in. You know, so they and they the, even. Oh, fuck, oh wait, they wait, 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 wait. What? Wait, wait. No, I was going to say that was what they were saying. When <laughs> they were going right. Don't swear him in. We haven't got to the we haven't got to the parliament yet. The bus, the bus. I was late for the bus. God, we should have gotten here earlier. Isn't anyone hard? We're gonna throw shit and go through there and terrorize people. No one's here. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Break some windows. What the fuck? Anyway, that's our news, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, three hundred. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. <sighs> Did you get that off your chest? I did. I get that off my you chest. You feel better? You feel better? Oh, not really. It's uh-huh. kind of nauseous, actually. <laughs> would you? Would you? Yes. Want to talk about the um, first school shooting of the year? Yeah, you, know, you were going to talk about this, and uh, yeah, I heard that. And I okay, you go one ahead. week. One week into the year, tell me about it. One week on the seventh of January. Yeah. One week in. Yeah. A teacher was shot in an elementary school by a six-year-old. On purpose. Oh yeah, not an accidental shooting. Yeah, yeah. Not an accidental shooting. The teacher in her thirties had a life-threatening gunshot wound. Was taken yeah. to hospital. She's in a stable condition. The boy yeah. was taken into custody. Uh, no one else was involved in the incident. And um, apparently they're going to uh, uh, charge the parents or certainly the mother. I tell you, man, I'm not, uh, you know, if I ever go back teaching, I'm not yelling at any kid to go go to nap time ever again. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like I used to love nap time. I used to love nap time too, but I'm not telling them anything. Yeah. Uh, and they run around in America. They go, why does anyone want to be a teacher? Well, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Yeah. So anyway, these, uh, uh, so this is a student who went down. Uh, it's not a situation where he, they were shooting anybody else. The six-year-old went and shot his teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. And um, they're talking about metal detectors coming back for elementary. Entry schools now. That oh, is just oh, mad, man. Ah, uh, just anyway. Mad. You know, a small. It's like he he climbed out of his uterus and he had an M sixteen. Yeah, like, that's oh, what we're gonna get. We're gonna yeah. get fetuses with automatic weapons next. <laughs> it's that's what we're getting. <laughs> anyway, so I'm sorry. I'm not uh, making light of this, but it I was. Am. It is listed as the. The first school shooting of the year mm. was a six-year-old. Now, mm. I think the, he's he's going to be an NRA poster boy for sure. Um, also, also. He has more? There's more. Yeah. We finally had a guy with a gun, yeah. uh, a, a bystander who shot a bad guy. A good guy with a gun shot a bad guy with oh. a fake gun. Who was trying to hold up a restaurant? Oh, I saw that video. Yeah, yeah and then he left. <laughs> he left. He shot yeah. the guy dead nine times. Nine times. He emptied the entire sure. clip into this guy, and then he left. And well, when the police got there, they said, "Who did this?" Oh, he's gone. See, if uh, that happened in Australia, that would be like a world-shaking thing. I mean, we'd we'd be talking about it for weeks. In America, that's fucking Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just, yeah. Just fucking nuts, man. It's Even though nuts. this is only the 11th, they've probably had at least um, uh, over a 1,000 gun deaths because the average is 100 a day. Mm. Okay. So anyway, we've only talked about one, and, and the teacher wasn't a, an actual death. There is this only other one, he shot nine times. Yeah. The good guy with a gun yeah, and the entire clip into a guy with a fake gun there is only one party that is absolutely dedicated to the mass murder of american people and that's the republican party the republicans yeah that's their motto that's it man yeah more well, listen, guns and less health care that's all i got for this day we, uh, and i'm glad we could all cheer ourselves up with i don't know some infant shooting uh, so, uh, we'll be back in just a minute and Randy's going to be back with one of the best Randy's ranch. I think he's ever done for our three. Oh, stop it. It's not, I'm not going to say that. I'm feeling good about this one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I want to back, I will back announce the comedy. Fantastic. Okay. okay. This is a comedy bit from, uh, uh, Trevor Noah because Trevor's leaving. That's right. Trevor's leaving the daily show mm. after seven years. Good. Innings. And they I, said I, he would, they said he wouldn't make it. Let's get um, the kids out. Get the kids yeah. out. Give Trevor a round. Yeah, damn right. I like Trevor. Yeah. So, like yeah, him. so do I. He had a rough start. People hated his guts. Well, he was replacing John Stewart. You don't replace well, John it's Stewart. Not, yeah, that's true. But it was Stewart who, who talked him into it. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was just, just showed up. And he made the show his own. So, I mean, well, God bless him. he certainly did. All we'll he have a little of, uh, of that. Uh, and uh, and then and we'll, more and more and more, and we'll be back in just a minute, guy.
Before we go, I was, uh, I was chatting to Roy Wood Jr. Uh, yesterday when we finished uh, the show, and he reminded me that it has been seven years since we started The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Yeah, this week is our anniversary. And one of the, one of the overriding feelings I, I, I found myself experiencing throughout the night and, and even today waking up was, was a feeling of gratitude. You know, Ronnie, like the journey we've been to, on together has been wild. You know, Roy, you know, all the correspondents, everyone. There's so many people who, who make this thing come together. And I want to say thank you to the audience for an amazing seven years. It's been wild. It's been, it's been truly wild. I remember when, when we first started, and you, you remember this, Ronnie, it was, you know, so many people didn't believe in us. It was a crazy bet to make. I mean, I, I still think it was a crazy choice. Um, you know, it was this random African and bringing a Chinese guy from Malaysia. And <laughs> Chinese guys with accents you know, on American um, TV. Yeah, yeah man, and, and, and what a journey it's been. Every single one of you who comes here to support us every single day, everybody who's, who's watched the show and then it's grown all around the world. And, you know, we, I recently went to India for the first time and there are people there who, you know, have supported everything that we've done. And I, I just found myself filled with gratitude for, for the journey. It's been, it's been absolutely amazing. It's something that I never expected. And I found myself thinking throughout the time, you know, everything we've gone through, you know, the Trump presidency, the, the pandemic, uh, just the journey of, you know, the more pandemic. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I realized that after the seven years, um, my time is up. I, uh, yeah, but in, 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 the most, in the most beautiful way, honestly. I, I've loved hosting this show. It's been one of my greatest challenges. It's been one of my greatest joys. I, I, I've loved trying to figure out how to make people laugh, even when the stories are particularly shitty on the worst days. You know, we've, we've laughed together, we've cried together. Um, but after seven years, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's time, you know? I spent two years um, in my apartment, not on the road, you know, stand-up was done. And, and when I got back out there again, I realized there's another part of my life that I want to, I want to carry on exploring. You know, I miss learning other languages. I miss going to other countries and putting on shows. I you know, miss just being everywhere, doing everything. And, and I'm really grateful to every, every single person who's here, even the people who aren't here right now, because they went on to do great things who helped us do this thing. Um, you know, it's a, it's a weird thing to say. I've never been good at, uh, at goodbyes. And it's not instant, I'm not disappearing, don't worry. <laughs> If I owe you money, I'll still pay you. Uh, um, and I'm, I'm really grateful you know, to a network who believed in this random comedian nobody knew on this side of the world. You know, South Africans knew and loved me. Yeah. You know? And, um, and yeah, you know, Paramount has been amazing. Viacom, CBS has been amazing. Bob Backish, who believed in me. Chris McCarthy, Kai's, you know, even the previous team, Kent and Sarah and Michelle and Doug. And, and uh, I've been lucky enough to be doing multiple projects with them, and I've, I've been inspired by 
by new ways to express myself, you know, whether it be hosting a White House Correspondence Dinner or doing different stand-up shows around the world, whatever, whatever it may be. The point is, um, I wanted to say thank you to you. And, and to you who watch this and to you who come and because sometimes you do both. Because um, man, I, I, never, I never dreamed that I would be here. I sort of felt like a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I came in for a tour of what the previous show was and then the next thing I know I was handed the keys. Um, but uh, I, I couldn't have done it without you and I wouldn't have wanted to do it without you. And so uh, we'll figure out the timings and the whens. You know, we'll, we'll still be here for the time being. But uh, all I can say is thank you very much. You've truly made this. You've truly made this. It's time to keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times because it's time once again for Randy's Rant. Anyway, so here we are yeah. with show 300. And what am I going to talk about today? I well, don't know, Randy. Oh, uh, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to talk about. Good. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to keep you in suspenders. Uh, God knows I'm, I'm wetting myself. Okay, here we go. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, I've got a clip that I'll play later. Did you get the clip, Willie? Yeah, I did. I got the clip. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are Americans stupid? No, not all of them. Not all of them, but based on evidence, you would think. The oh, no, is... no, you're not going to just spend the, the rest of the hang show on, just insulting our, I'm our not audience. Bang on. <laughs> Willie, it's my segment. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Based on evidence, yes. You think the answer is yes? Definitely dumb as a bag of hammers. <laughs> but for two years, Americans have allowed their rights, their freedoms, and liberties to be stomped on because some experts told them mm. that it was in their best interests to shut down small businesses, schools, churches, and family gatherings. And according to these experts, the only place COVID couldn't be spread was at Walmart and the other big stores yeah. or during protests and riots. Mm. Now, well over 1.1 million Americans are dead mm. and tens of thousands of small businesses are gone forever. Mm. Who are the experts? Well, big business, obviously, because they were the ones that benefited. And also yes. the right-wing media like Rupert Murdoch. Mm -hmm. Okay, but you know what? Americans are not stupid. They're just ignorant. It's also a movement called anti-intellectualism, and it's been going on in America for most of the last century. Okay. Okay. Now, to understand American anti-intellectualism, it's important to realize that smart people can embrace dumb ideas and look dumb. Mm. Now, if you remember, like we talked about this before, we did a, quite a bit of a show on it. Yeah. Something like 30% of the January 6th rioters had completed college degrees. Mm -hmm. Many were professionals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Over half a century ago, a book called Anti Intellectualism in American Life won the Pulitzer Prize. Oh, really? I didn't for know. Richard Hofstetter. Yeah. Now, the connection between fundamentalist religion and anti-intellectualism cannot be ignored. 
Mm. And this is this is going to become evident. This alone helps to explain much about American anti-intellectualism. Today, while religious is religion is generally in decline in America, the country is still the most religious in the developed world. Mm. And it's the fundamentalist Christian institutions that are particularly powerful. Now, supporting dumb ideas like creationism and Donald Trump is part of the anti-intellectual movement. Look at all the book bans, racism, religious extremism. These are people in positions of authority and usually well-educated. Yet education obviously isn't directly associated with logic or reason. No, no. I mean, Germany during uh, the 1930s was thought to be one of the most, the, like one of these most sophisticated um, places was Berlin before the Second World War. Yeah. You know, in which you had uh, a, a vast array of beliefs and you had some of the most intelligent and smart, I mean, you know, universities, everything. Yeah. And it didn't make any difference. It didn't make any difference. Not a bit. Now, uh, so anyway, play the clip. Bill okay. Maher, Bill Maher, a few months ago, uh, did this as one of his opening monologues, and it really struck a chord with me, and made me want to go and go ahead and do this um, this little segment. Yeah. Okay. Here's Bill Maher. Okay. Now, are you glad you let me go ahead with that, Will? Oh yes, I am. Now, do you understand what I was on about? I was wrong. But you did like the sack of hammers. I did like the sack of hammers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, Bill Maher. Finally, new rule, before we tackle any of our daunting specific problems here in America, we have to figure out how a country can solve any problem if so many of its people are so intractably, astoundingly, mind-numbingly stupid. (laughs) And I'm not saying that as hyperbole or just out of frustration. I mean this country just might be empirically, verifiably too fucking dumb to continue (laughs) as an ongoing enterprise. Jay Leno used to do a classic bit called jaywalking where he asked ordinary citizens the kind of question we used to consider common knowledge. And in the internet age, that bit has been, shall we say, updated. (laughs) And is still a useful indicator of where exactly we are on the bird brain chart. Take a look at some of the answers given on a TikTok site called Project Better. Who was the first person to land on the sun? Land something, land. Lance, Lance Armstrong is correct. What is the biggest city in the world? Uh, I think it's like Like Asia. What is the biggest city in the world? Europe. If you were born in 2021, how old would you be? 21. What country is Venice, Italy located in for $100? Do you have any clue? Gosh, I'm going to be a teacher, so I should know this. Um, You should. Paris? Where is Queen Elizabeth from? Egypt. Egypt? Egypt. Where is it? Brazil. So, so you tell me, if a country is only as strong as its people, what can the future possibly hold for a population this moronic? Being a full-grown adult and thinking a human could walk on the sun? Or that the biggest city in the world was Asia? (laughs) When plainly it's Europe. (laughs) 
This country simply has no education standards anymore. They will let you out of a public high school and give you a diploma, and you don't have to actually know anything. Oh. Yeah, I get you. I I, I get you. You know, it, it, it's, it's, oh, man, it's terrifying. It really is. And, but, you know, there's something that you realize when you talk one-to-one -one with people. There's a vast difference um, between it's it's what sort of media you're taking into your head, you know? Yeah. But we don't read. We don't read. And you're right. Standards at schools have gone down. The reason standards at schools have gone down, because, you know, I mean, you first of all, the idea, and I'm going to say something that's my own personal bugaboo, yeah. is that as a teacher, I'll tell you something, um, the pressure to pass people, it's huge. Yeah, I I got it in uh, tertiary. Send them to call. Uh, send them to the up to the next. Yeah, absolutely. Level. Yeah. And they couldn't. They couldn't even read or write. No, and it's wrong. It's totally wrong. And I remember somebody saying, "Well, you know, if you hold out back a kid in school, you know, it's going to affect their development. You know what affects your development? Being illiterate in the one Being language stupid, you stupid. Yeah. In the one language you know. You know, it's your mother tongue for fuck's sake. You know, and and the the truth is is that um, the media, you li we live in a dumbed down culture. It is dumbed down for a reason. That's what I say. I mean, they, they actually do. The anti intellectualism comes from above. Yeah, and it's the old the old myth that in when it comes to leading or or like in when it comes to government, you don't have to know anything about it. You're the common man, like Jimmy Stewart's going to go up there and, uh, you know, know everything and it's going to change. You know, the, the common, the simple good, simple good sense of the common man. And the simple good sense of the common man. Do you know what NATO is? Do you know what a MERV is on top of a nuclear weapon? Do you know what, uh, you know, when we talk about uh, trade exchanges, when we talk about national debt, do you know what the World Bank is? Do you know what, why we had formed NATO in the first place? Do we know, you know, what, what, uh, what treaty organizations do we belong to? What treaties are out there? You know why people in the State Department know these things? Because they're trained to fucking know these things. You know? And the idea that you can just get people, just anybody in Washington is corrupt. Yeah, there's a lot of corruption, but you know what? There's a lot of people that know what they're fucking doing there. Because they've been trained to do it. And this whole idea that Bert from down the station over here is, is going to have an informed opinion on, uh, you know, nuclear deterrent is bullshit. It, you know, it, you know, it's just bullshit. So you hire people that you know will get the job done. But you're right, man. It's just, it's, it's scary how stupid, not just the United States, man. The world, but has Willie, become. there's also a uh, a tendency to have a uh, prejudice against smart people or even intellectual people from portraying themselves as smart. Yeah, uh, they want you got to act. You got to dumb yourself down. Well, I lowest common denominator, which well, is a shame. I, you certainly see that on the right wing of politics. You yeah, certainly yeah. see that. I mean, you know, it, it's not surprising to me that the conservatives, whether they be in this country or whether they be in the United States, uh, as Donald Trump said, I love the undereducated. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Because, you know, you have the most awesome piece of propaganda machine ever invented by the mind of man. And it has been honed in the United States so that every person in that country lives in a fucking Skinner box. They're in a constant state of fear. They're being pumped the most moronic garbage. Oh, my fucking Lord. You know, I, I just I watch reality television and I just I, I cringe with horror. Even the worst shit that we ever put on in the 70s was better than this shit. You know, but and really, it, he's, he's also selling these um, stupid cards to people. You know his trade. Oh, Trump is nine dollar trading yeah. card. Yeah, but, you know when he when, it must be twenty years ago when he said, "Look, if I'm ever going to run for president, I'll run as the Republican because they're so stupid." Or well, something that's what he, yes. effect. Yeah, and you know you're right when you said there and you said, "Look, evangelical Christianity has a big, big hand in this. Yeah, really big hand in this." Tent show evangelism goes back in the United States. You know, there's a wonderful uh, podcast called um, Rachel Maddow just did it. It was about uh, the fascism in right before World War, right before World War II, the America Firsters. Yeah. And Father Coughlin. And these were evangelical religious types, right wing fascists who actively organized to overthrow the United States government in the 30s because they viewed Roosevelt as a socialist. So, I mean, that happened. And uh, a lot of the people involved in that, and they didn't have any problem getting money because business interests have always viewed uh, democracy as an inconvenience in America. They, they viewed it as an inconvenience. And they still do. I mean, you know, that story that we uh, that I talked about earlier. So large multinational corporations don't give a shit whether we have a fascist revolution in this country. Or not, yeah. And they support yeah. yeah. They say we're gonna withdraw our funds and then we go back and refund them. Yeah, that's right. But you know Frank Schaefer, who I think is a great commentator, yeah. his father was a tent show um evangelical, and he talks about it and how he himself had trained mm -hmm. to take it over. And yeah, it's it's <coughs> sorry, it's a terrible thing to have that uh hanging behind you. Yeah. And it's it it is it it's a it's a it's a scam, it's an industry. It yeah. just really is an industry. Yeah. You know, I mean, people making a million dollars. I mean, people wonder why Getz, uh, the the guy who was in Congress, waited to the fourteenth uh, ballot. You know why he waited to the fourteenth ballot? Because every time he voted against McCarthy, he sent it out on Twitter, and a whole lot of fuckers gave him money. Yeah. And he just kept on doing it. It was like hitting and bucket, a money and machine. Buckets of, chick buckets of chicken. Yeah. They've been conditioned. Yes. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I'm planning on doing another uh, show with uh, Drift Blast and Blue Gal. Yeah. Uh, from the professional left. I think we're going to do that on the 30th here. Yeah. And um, Drift Glass fondly calls them because he, he lives in, they live in Illinois. And yeah. she said he called fondly calls them programmable meat bags. <laughs> and they are. They're just programmable meat bags. They listen to Tucker Carlson, whatever Tucker says, you know, and uh, Roger Ailes had it right, man. And he created this monster. And and but uh, what's happening to uh, institutions of learning or, you know, it's just it's it's just shocking. It really is shocking. It, it absolutely is. Well, I feel better. So I'm, yeah. so, gl I'm so glad you brought that <laughs> up. <laughs> I'm sorry, Willie. I really am. You know, 300 shows of depression, ladies and gentlemen. You having a good time yet? <laughs> We should end out, uh, 
you know. I was uh, going back, you know. We we were griping about Mitt Romney. I was like playing some old show. So I was griping about yeah. Mitt Romney. I am sorry I ever did it. I really am. I'm so I'm so fucking sorry. Him our money, um, our money or something uh, was his nickname. It was you know because he yeah. was rich. You remember we used to get upset because Romney uh, strapped a live dog to his roof. That that was that was the worst he did. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, you know, and then he had to. He said, uh, "Oh, they don't vote for me," and yeah. that lost the election for one comment. Yeah, one comment, right? Overheard by a waiter. Yeah. Yeah. Remember those? Remember those quaint days? Those Norman Rockwell days when all you cared is, you know, w- whether there was a cum stain on somebody's dress. Remember those days? Oh, yeah, God, they were nice. <laughs> Didn't uh, sales at Gap go up? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because of uh, Bill's. Um, Spofia. Yeah. Yeah. I I had a debate with a friend of mine the other day, and he said, he said, you know, yeah, they're all the same. I said, no, they're not. Look, okay, George W. Bush completely sunk the Treasury and brought us into a 12-year war that broke us into the poorhouse. Trump was tried to overthrow the United States government after 230 years, you know. And and the other thing is, at least in, in Democratic presidents, you know, you wanted to fuck them. You know, it's like, look at the fuckability index here. Kennedy? Yeah, you wanted to fuck them. You can understand why people wanted to fuck them. Nixon? Are you mad? Trump? You imagine Trump running around with those tidy whities Catch me, catch me. Nah, fucking George Bush? Jesus Christ, these people are unfuckable. <laughs> of course we'd have sex scandals. You know, except Obama, except Obama, man. Did you ever see Obama and his wife on the beach? You go, this guy isn't going out for anything. Why would he go out? (laughs) You know, it's just like that. You know, I mean, here at the Democratic Party, we're unorganized, we're loud, but we're fuckable. Terrific, Bill. Thank you very much. I think that's the new slogan for the Democratic Party. Uh, yeah, we we are fuckable. We're fuckable, <laughs> and the Republicans can just say, uh, "15." We we hold the re- record for uh, the lo- most number of elections for Speaker. Yeah, that's right. That's you right. beat that. You beat that. Oh golly, yeah. Well, listen, man, it's been three hundred shows. Yeah. And I want to thank you, sir. For making, we never make it. Yeah. No, I really, seriously, we've been doing this uh, almost every month since God knows 2013 or something like that. You and me, after no, Bill before left, that. Before, before then, 2012. So well, we've been the the the, the uh, it was the early 2012. Yeah, and uh, it, it's just uh, been we've we've hit two uh, lists that we're consistently on uh, in America. And uh, you guys have been a fantastic audience. Those of you who still listen to us, yeah. I want to really, 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 and uh, Randy's, Randy, say the same thing. You really, really. Yes, listener, we're happy to uh, yeah. put you there. You're our constant listeners, guys. And yeah. and you. And you, Val. And Val, our number one fan. Yeah. Who we love. And all you other guys, too. And David, and you know, I mean, I, I, there are so many people out there that I have met through this show and uh, that you've met through this show. And um, it's just been, uh, it's been interesting. It's it's been fun. I think we should write a book. No no books, no no books, no no books. All right. I think Uh, Willie, Willie, let's just say good night to everyone. Happy trails. Yeah. 
I, are, you I got, gonna, are you going to play the Lawrence Wilkes? I am going to play that song, folks. Listen, I love you all. Can I you sing along? With, good night. Good, good night. night. Good night.